Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dane Friel. In this edition, I'm going to check in with Ronald Moore of the Liberty Ballers. Ronald's actually played in TBT. This will be his third summer, assuming that Liberty Ballers continues where it is in the voting and makes it in. He played with the Hitters in 2014. Last year, also played with Liberty Ballers, coached by his brother, Chuck Moore. This summer, Liberty Ballers looks like it's really loaded and ready to come back, so we're talking to Ronald about that team and everything we have to look forward to with seeing them. Remember that you can subscribe to TBT's podcast on iTunes. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a rating and a review. It'll help spread the word. Thanks. Hey, Ronald. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So how have you been? Uh, I've been good. Uh, busy uh, trying to finish up this season. Uh, currently in the playoffs here in Italy. Um, and uh, just trying to finish out the season on a good note. What's that like over there playing in the playoffs in a situation like that? Is there a lot of pressure? Um. Yeah, you, you, you kind of feel the pressure, especially if, uh, you know, the team has high expectations. Uh, I mean, myself my, myself alone, I already put high, high expectations up for myself. So, uh, you know, you feel the pressure when, you know, the, you get down in the series to kind of to get back and, you know, overcome whatever obstacles may, may be in your way. Now, the team that you're playing for right now overseas is in Italy. I think, am I pronouncing it right? Is it pronounced Pistoia? Yes, that's correct. All right, so this is a team that just, I think, in the last couple of years has advanced up to the Serie A, the top level in Italy. So there must be a lot of expectations for what the team's supposed to accomplish, huh? Um, Yeah, you know, actually, we kind of making the playoffs was something that was, you know, uh, they wanted to come do coming into the season and uh, accomplishing that um, so far has been, you know, amazing for, for the program, um, finishing up in six overall, you know, at the end of the season. Um, obviously, is, is the highest that they have achieved since you know being in the first division. So uh, everything's been you know good as far as as a season as a whole. And you're playing over there with some names that I think folks would recognize. You've got Preston Knowles on the team, Marcus yep. Norton, Alex Kirk. What's it been like playing with all those guys? Uh, it's been good. Um, you know, it's funny because I played against Preston Knowles um, second round of the NCAA tournament my junior year. <laughs> yep. Um, so you know. It's funny to, to have teammates against guys that you played with back in college, um, you know, guys that were high profile uh, back then and, you know, teaming up and playing over at the professional level. Do you ever think about that in terms of where, I guess, you know, dating back to when you were probably 17 years old, but where you started from and where you're at now in comparison to people that maybe took a different path? Um, man, I mean, it's definitely something that I didn't expect it. And it's definitely been a blessing, uh, you know, to come from, where I started at and being under recruited um, because of size and having a great college career to go on and now being in my sixth career playing professionally overseas has just been uh, more than a great experience. Um, some more, you know, more than I can imagine. I kind of wanted to get into that if I can, Ronald, for a second because one thing that was interesting in researching about you is that it was it does seem to have been that the actual size issue that led to you getting under recruited and how you even ended up at Siena to begin with. Um, yeah, and, um, it's kind of, you know, a lot of schools who had interest in me that might have been, you know, back at home in Philadelphia in the Big Five would, you know, they would say they, they love me, they like me, but, you know, they were, you know, looking for somebody that was, you know, taller or bigger in the sense. And really, that's just been the chip that's been on my shoulder that's only led me to keep working and having a successful career at Siena with a couple other great guys that were on my team who were also talented, who may also have been under recruiting and uh with coach Mac did a great job putting us together you know to be able to win championships and you know making tournament runs um and even the same now playing professionally it's 
constantly got to prove yourself day in and day out. What did you did, well, actually, I should start at the beginning. I mean, obviously, you grew up in Philadelphia, and now you're back in, in Philly for the summers and stuff. And I want to talk about Liberty Ballers in a second. But when you were growing up, was there a particular Big Five school that you naturally gravitated to as a fan? Um, Villanova. Uh, Villanova has always been a, a team that has a great backcourt with guard play, especially in recent years with Jay Wright being there. Um, you know, guys that I've known just through older siblings with uh, – with um, oh man, I'm getting the name right now. Uh, played for the Toronto Raptors. Kyle um, Lowry. Uh, not Kyle. I know Kyle because we were in the same AAU team. He was on our older team. Um, but even Alvin Williams, going back even a little further. Okay. Um, so Villanova has kind of been the, the big five school that I always kind of gravitated to, and and uh, was a fan of growing up. When you were growing up, was there a point? where you kind of thought, hey, this is something I can do, this is something I should be doing, is playing at that level? Um, really just my love for the game, uh, really just growing, watching my older brother play. Um, he played at uh, Seton Hall for two years and playing at Vanderbilt. So kind of watching him and also in high school, playing at Plain White March High School where I went to school at. Also, um, you know, then went in the, the, the state tournament. Just seeing, you know, the passion and uh, the success that he had kind of, made me fall in love with the game and something that I also wanted to achieve myself. You had some, some pretty good role models and comparisons as you were growing up and people that were kind of, I'm sure, giving you advice about how to play. I mean, obviously, your cousin is John Salmons. Mm-hmm. Your, um, uh, is it your uncle that played in the ABA for the Kentucky Yeah, yeah my uncle Jimmy Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all these guys must have been giving you advice about what to do and how to do it and telling you, listen, you can do this, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, not only just telling me, but just by example, you know, seeing them put the hours in the gym and working hard um, and it paying off for them. Um, and even uh, just seeing, you know, the ups and the downs. So trying to learn from their mistakes and them teaching me, you know, what to do and what not to do. So kind of maybe where somebody else might have tripped and tripped up along the way, I might have had some earlier knowledge um, to not do so, which kind of helped me as well. When you mentioned that you got recruited up to Siena, can you talk about how that experience differed from what a lot of people had? Because I was reading a little bit about it, and it sounded like almost that uh, Coach Mack didn't even realize that you hadn't been recruited yet. Like It's almost like he couldn't believe it. Is that accurate? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually a pretty funny story because uh, he actually – we had a mutual friend um, who lived near his mother's house, and he came down to watch me play. Um and I just so happened to run into him prior to, to the game. <laughs> um, and uh, we got to speak a little bit. And after that game, you know, fortunate enough, I had a great game. And he uh, offered me right on the spot after the game. So it kind of was just like it was meant to be and clicked. And his whole McCaffrey family, the family atmosphere um, was something that not only myself and my family liked, you know, being away not too far from home. But being away from home kind of made them feel a lot more comfortable as well as myself. Did you know any of the other guys that were coming up there at the time? No, I, I actually didn't know. I, I kind of heard a little bit about Alex Franklin. He's you know, from the Redding area. So I heard a little bit about him, um, you know, through high school. But everybody else I didn't know really much about. But um, he, I was well aware of that there were some talented guys and we had some potential to do some, some big things. Um, and then moving on from that, I mean, obviously the success that you all had at Siena was – the best in program history. What, what did that feel like as that was happening? Did you all realize that you were making a, uh, a difference in that school? I mean, in, in, in the moment, you know, we were just, you know, obviously we were excited and 
happy to be able to win championships, you know, not only for ourselves, but for the school. But I think that I realize it even more having graduated and each year being removed, you know, how amazing and the, what we did and how special it was. Um, you know, I get to go up there a lot um, to visit and, you know, it's always a warm welcome and talk about the, the I guess, the good old days. So uh, I definitely realize it more now how special it was. You've had a chance to kind of relive then the last couple of summers. Uh, two, 2014, the first TPT, um, you and Ryan and Kenny kind of came together with this team called the Hitters. Uh, yeah. as, a, as a, as a, honestly, like a last minute replacement almost, right? Yeah, yeah, we were last minute replacement. So we kind of weren't as prepared, uh, as we wanted to be as far as, uh, a complete roster, but, um, we definitely wanted to be, be able to have some of the guys put together that we played with in college. Just, you know, kind of, we lived that moment and that chemistry that we had. We feel as though we could have been successful and had a good chance at winning. And then when you guys um, decided to come back in 2015, it sounds like you came loaded for bear. Like you had a, a great roster last season with uh, the Liberty Ballers. Can you talk about how that came together? Um, you know, it was funny because the problem was, you know, getting the votes is always a tough thing. And, uh, you know, some it's, you got some guys more eager or so than others to, to help out and try to promote and put the word out. But uh, I was fortunate enough to, to connect with Jake, who was also looking to – you know, get some players, and I already had a roster in mind from my core Siena guys, and I'm very good friends with a lot of other guys in the area who I grew up playing basketball with and I work out with during the summertime who also play professionally in Europe. So I really was fortunate enough, you know, get the, a great group of guys together. Uh, we made a we made the Sweet 16 in Chicago and kind of wanted to put, have the same roster coming in this year, but, you know, some alumni teams came into play, and uh, some guys, you know, trying to show loyalty to, to their alumni team. So it was all good. So I think this year we hopefully will have just as good as a team, even though we lost some key guys. You have some extra motivation to beat that that Villanova team that Reggie Redding and uh, Antonio Pena went to. I mean, is it, is it going to be in good fun though, or do you think you'll you'll get yourself pretty fired up for that game if you guys meet up? No, nah, it'll be good fun. I definitely think you know we we're friends first at the end of the day. Um, it is two million dollars on the line, but uh, you know. Even if we did get going during the game, you know, at the end we'll definitely shake hands and it'll be all bragging rights at the end of the day. Do you talk to these guys in the in the European season at all? Like, do you keep in touch with the guys that you played with in the summer? Obviously, you must keep in touch with with the guys from Siena, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We always, you know, this year I played in the same, you know, Italy, Kenny's in the league, and Odie and the city who we added uh, to our roster this year is also in the league. So, you know, I get to see these guys throughout the season whenever. We have downtime, of course, when we play against each other, um, as well as the other guys, you know. Um, you know, we definitely keep in touch and check in. And, you know, if we can watch somebody else's game, we tune in. Uh, so we definitely keep close connection uh, throughout the season. On some of the Snapchat stuff that you've done, it's kind of apparent when I look at it that you seem to have really taken to the life over there in Italy in particular. Are you enjoying yourself over there? Yeah, yeah for sure, man. Italy is a great country. Um and it's definitely very key that if you can find a place, you know, while you're over here where you can feel comfortable and, and travel and explore, you know, not only the basketball experience, but the actual culture and the life. Um, I think any player should do so while they're over here. Um, cause, you know, it's, we're, we're doing something that a lot of people can't do. And, you know, while we're here, we might as well enjoy each and every aspect of it. What's been your favorite thing to see over there in Italy? Um, 
I've been fortunate enough, you know, being here now two and a half years. I've been to every uh, major city um, in Italy, and I think that every time I go to Venice, uh, it's still, you know, a wild factor going there and, you know, a city on, on water. Um, you know, it's something you, you, don't, you don't see anywhere else. So it's definitely, I think, the most... Uh, beautiful place that I've seen since being in Italy. Do you ever, when you are there, just kind of step back and say, man, how did I get, how did I get to this point? Yeah, I, I do that a lot. I do that a lot <laughs> more so now than, you know, when I first started playing, uh, kind of just appreciate it. Just, just not only because where I'm at, but you know, a lot of guys don't get the opportunity, you know, land jobs each and every year. Um, and to be able to, to do so, so far, it's definitely been a blessing and being in Italy. Um, it's kind of funny because as Siena, uh, we came over uh, as a team in 2008 for our abroad trip. Um, and now actually being here playing professionally, uh, it's kind of, you know, ironic that, um, you know, just a couple of years ago, we were here as a college student playing against some of the pros and now being the pro um, is definitely amazing. How did you guys do? Actually, I should ask: Have you actually played in Siena, Italy, since you? Yeah, yeah. We not not as a pro, um, but when we came abroad, we did play in Siena um, against the Siena team. Uh, of course, we lost. <laughs> you know, they used to be a Euroleague powerhouse uh, for a few years before, for a year or two ago, the, uh, the team dropped down because of money reasons. Um, but it was definitely a great experience and. You know, obviously the whole Siena versus Siena play on it as well was kind of fun. Have they, would they take any kind of special affection for your team? Um, not really. I mean, they're not really aware. You know, Siena really not really aware of you know Siena College so much so. But I know a, a lot of students who do abroad programs do come to Siena when they do come to Italy. Um, so I guess they're you know more they're more aware of our college because of that reason. Do the fans in Italy have any idea, sort of? what you guys did before you got over there? Like, do they know, for example, that, you know, Preston played at Louisville, you played at Siena? Um, they, know the they, they, they know it to, to an extent, you know, I, every time, you know, I guess team sign players, um, they do a little bio for the fans to, to know what players are coming in the, the upcoming season. Um, if they know the importance of it, maybe not as much, uh, you know, the more hardcore fans, Basketball fans probably know, but you know, some of the more strictly European fans only may not know. But they do have some sense of you know where we, our background, where we come from. What's the structure of the of the team like? I mean, do you have young kids that, like from their youth programs that are practicing with you guys during the day, or is it mainly just a team of professionals that are you know in their twenties that are playing with you? No, nah, there's always uh, young guys on every team I play with in Europe. They always have. The young um, domestic players usually on the team. We like uh, this. Is our team we have two or three. Um, some might play more than others, um, but you know, trying to groom their their own to, to get prepared for when they're of age to, you know, whether it's playing on one of the top teams or even uh, playing for the national team later down the line. You know, one of the things that was really interesting to me, Ronald, when I started like learning a lot about international basketball is just how many different competitions you all play in all the time. It's not just yeah. the league. It's like there's all these tournaments and stuff. Can you describe some of those experiences that you've had? Um, it's kind of confusing for myself, you know, to begin with to understand. It's definitely even harder to explain to family back at home, my mom and grandma and such. But 
every league has their own uh, midway through the season tournament, which is always called the Cup. So this year is the Italian Cup. It's always the top half teams play against each other. Um, and uh, just, a, just a mid-season tournament um, that they do every season. So you can win the Cup, and you can also win, obviously, the, the, the regular season championship. So, um, And then there's also even international play, which is Euro Cup or Euro League, where you play against other top teams in other countries as well. So you can play up to almost three different – play for three different championships in one season. Is that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing, do you think? Um, it's good. I think definitely if you play in the international one, just because you get to play against, you know, other top teams in other countries. So that much more exposure. Um, obviously you get to see that much more just by traveling to other countries as well. So it can be also, you know, wear and tear on the body and definitely tiring, but, uh, at the same time, it's, uh, it's all, all a great experience. One of the big differences, too, in terms of European play and the NBA in particular is that it seems like in Europe you guys play a lot fewer games. Is yeah. That, is that a more difficult thing? Um, yes and no. I mean, as you get older, as you get older, you appreciate the one game a week just because it uh, <laughs> gives your body a little more time to recover. Um, but also, you know, uh, makes the season that much longer when you only play one game a week um, if you're not involved in international play. Uh, which is usually played during the week. Um, so it, it definitely makes the season that much longer, which is kind of the downfall of it, um, especially if you lose. You know, you got to sit on that loss for a uh, full six, seven days before playing again, and it means more practice. So it has its ups and its downs. Um, I want to talk about TBT for a second because your team this year, I was looking at it before we picked up. You guys are loaded. I mean, this is really a great team. Are you, how did this come together? Um Really, uh, once again, you know, once I, we had some guys, you know, fall out, um, you know, I reached out to my, the other friends that, you know, that that I know through the basketball world and uh, see if they were interested in playing. And actually, at, before the phone call, um, not 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 on paper for the TBT tournament, but um, we we just added Alex Kirk, which is a big big addition. Uh, <laughs> oh, we probably we, we we won't reveal that though for another two weeks or so just so it's not bad bad blood for him and his his ex team um <laughs> but uh we we just added him to the roster and looking to add you know hopefully another player probably three two three position more so the three position uh just to make it a solid roster so uh my cousin is being a little stubborn right now just because he he simply won't want to do the video uh oh, it takes him two seconds man he doesn't yeah do it. It, it, exactly so um, if I'm home in the next week, you know, I'll probably head over to his house and get that done because I think that uh, adding him as the last piece, I think uh, we'll be in good shape, you know, going forward. Now, what is what what has your cousin been up to, John Sammons? What's he been up to? Really, just trying to find out what he wants to do life after basketball. You know, back and forth uh, between wanting to get into the to the coaching world or you know, obviously uh, stay close to basketball. Even thought about going back to school for for law. Um, it's something that also interested him. So kind of, you know, him financially being stable, not really in any, any rush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you got four kids too. So doing the daddy life as well. So, you know, kind of doing things that he wasn't able to, to do so much, you know, when playing in the NBA. Is he in shape? Yeah. 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 He, the thing about it is even though he's been retired, you know, he still loves the game. So still obviously in the gym 
I want to say at least three times a week, you know, working out or playing. And he, I mean, looking at your roster too, though, he fills a, a spot for you. You know, you've yeah. you've got a lot of guards, and he's going to fill that small forwards position. I would assume, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's why I'm hoping that we can get that done and like get him on the roster sooner than later. So uh, you know, we can really just focus on uh, just getting the votes and you know staying in those top in the top tier to make sure we're locked in. How have um, Odie and Kenny been playing this year when you when you faced them in Italy? Uh, they've been good. Uh, fortunately enough, I got the bragging rights on both of them. I beat them both <laughs> times, the both times that I played them. <laughs> uh, but uh, Kenny, team-wise, and I haven't didn't have the best year as he expected. But personally, he had a solid year, and you know, Odie doing what he does best, really rebounding the ball, um, and you know, getting a lot of easy baskets around in the paint. What was the experience like playing for your brother last summer? And then, are you looking forward to doing that again? Was he a tough coach? Uh, I actually get on him enough because I, I feel like he's not tough enough. Um, you know, he's still a young coach, you know, and he's used to teaching the younger guys uh, at the high school level, um, not having a great season doing that. But, you know, coming at the pro level, he's still, you know, he gives us a little too much respect, you know, as pros. Obviously, we do, you know, understand and know the game. But, you know, obviously, we we need, you know, some structure or discipline as well, even though uh, we've been playing at this level. What's he going to do? I mean, is he going to be able to take to take sort of this uh, different approach with you guys, or do you think he needs to stay within his own personality as a coach? Um, I you know he's been successful with doing what he does now, and uh, I guess it makes it a little bit better because obviously we don't want to be uh, <laughs> you know yelled and screamed at on a constant basis, but you know when necessary, hopefully he can you know make that adjustment and uh, you know make the right coaching coaching moves when it comes. Tournament time. How much older than you is he? Uh, nine years apart. So he's uh, thirty-six. So when he was and, when he was in high school, you were just a little kid. I mean, that must have been one of your more vivid sort of childhood memories is going to watch him play, especially in college and stuff too, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I always looked up to him, and even in the summertime, uh, whether it's you know little tips that improve my game. Um, you know, he's always been there to, you know, to, to help me. So playing for him as a player is, uh, you know, it's really not much different. Did he play overseas too? Uh, he, he did for a short period of time in Austria and he hurt his knee again, uh, turned his ACL and kind of decided to, to hang it up after that. What do you think, or maybe I'll start with this. What was the best piece of advice somebody gave you when you were starting your overseas career? Really, uh, <laughs> I had some people, you know, keep it, talk to some guys that were already playing overseas, so they kind of were honest with me and to, told me that, you know, it's not as glitz and glamoury as you might think it is. And, and uh, really just being away from home this far was really the major adjustment in dealing with the, the different language being spoken. Um, it was the hardest part of adapting playing overseas. And did that turn out to be true? Yeah, for sure. Um Fortunate enough, I've been having some great teammates, whether it be domestic or international. So, you know, doing these seasons, you know, making more close friends uh, makes it a lot easier, um, you know, making the time go by. And then in terms of your own uh, success in these one-and-done situations, when you were at Siena, you guys won the conference tournament three times in a row. You had great yep. success in the NCAA tournament. What do you think it is about a one-and-done situation that you tend to thrive in? Um, 
really just that that competitive really just that that competitive um that competitive nature especially against going up against guys that you might have played against uh back in college kind of get that maybe that redemption against somebody um or even going against against some of the the, the pros who might have played at the NBA player level um and getting a chance to prove yourself against them and uh you know anything can happen with the one game elimination so that's what makes it anybody's ball game let me ask you, Ronald, because I ask this sometimes of guys and they get different answers, but how thin or thick of a line is it between a guy that's playing in the top level in one of the top leagues in Europe and a guy that's on an NBA roster? It's very it's very thin, to be honest. I honestly think it's not all about the, the luck of the draw. Somebody taking advantage of an opportunity that was presented and really capitalizing on it versus a guy who made it, maybe just came up short um, for whatever purposes or whatever reasons it might be, but it's definitely a very thin line between the top level uh, Europe and the NBA. When you come back in the summers and you're competing, whether it's in Philadelphia or TPT or anything else you're doing, is that more and more apparent to you every time? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, a lot of guys may have more hype and more name against anybody, but not for as though I've, I've played against some of the best uh, in the world. So, I mean, that's that nervous or scare factor, you know, goes out the window having played against some of the top guys year in and year out. When you're over there, are you able to watch what's going on in the other leagues and in the EuroLeague, Euro Cup, stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. I definitely, especially the EuroLeague, is something that you know, I like to watch. It's, it's, I mean, it's great basketball. Um, not exactly as much. It's not the same style of play as uh, the NBA, um, but it's definitely you know great talent, um, both defense and offensive side. So definitely always good to see some good basketball if you can't catch NBA games. What do you think the difference is between the style of play between what happens in the United States and what happens in Europe? Um, I was kind of compared uh, European game, kind of more similar to the college game. You know, it's not the, the on a defensive end, it's not as spacious as it is in the NBA, where in the NBA is a lot of individual uh, one-on-one going on. Not saying that you no know, one-on-one is not being played here in Europe, but more of a kind of a college aspect as far as uh, more help defense uh, and uh, kind of uh, not so much, just really not so much as one-on-one as it is, as it is in the NBA. What, what, what do you think the style of play is in TBT? Oh, man, I think it's uh, a lot of teams, you know, come with different strategies. Um, I know as far as, you know, with us, we kind of wanted to get up and down um, since we got a lot of guys that can play multiple positions um don't really didn't really want a true big you know because uh i feel like it's kind of a more of a guards game more than anything nowadays not only in the nba but especially in a in a, in a situation like the tbt tournament um let me ask you a couple a couple more questions first off who's the best european player in europe right now do you think not the american playing overseas but an actual european guy playing in europe Tough. Um, oh, that's tough. There's a, there's a there's a guard. Can't remember his name right now. Who plays for a team in Russia, uh, Seska. Um, I can't think of his name off the top. Well, let me ask you. While you're thinking about that, let me ask you the next one. Who's the best American playing in Europe right now? Do you think? Ooh, best American playing in Europe. Trying to think who's in the final four right now. Uh, there's a lot of good guys on Olympiacos. Uh, with uh, you got guys that you know I've known like uh, Hakeem Ward playing. 
mm-hmm. Nair, guys like uh, uh, Strawberry from Maryland playing for them. Um, you thinking of are you thinking man. of Nando DiColo? Yeah, 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 yeah. On Seska yeah. Moscow, right? Yep, yep. So yeah. he's a, is he a guy you think could play in the NBA? Um, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of guys, these European guys, choose not to play in the NBA because sometimes they can make more money <laughs> here in Europe. Uh, and plus, you know, I guess you know that, that either whether they're from that country that they're playing for, making that kind of money, it's more you know kind of guys being at home, yeah, uh, in their comfort zone. So. And they're looked at as, you know, idols over here. So I guess, you know, if they transfer to the NBA, they might be a, become the small fish in a big pond. Were you surprised uh, at the Final Four in TBT last summer? Uh, yes and no. Just because, like you said, it's kind of similar to the March Madness. So I feel like there's a lot of teams who may not have the, all the big names uh, on their roster uh, make the tournament, you know, make the Final Four just – but like there's a lot of upsets in the March Madness tournament, so I think this really just kind of you know the exact same feel and exact same atmosphere. So you know it could be anybody's game. Was there anybody that you played against or that you saw last summer in TBT that surprised you? Um, well, some some older guys I was surprised that were playing uh, that I seen out in the Chicago Sweet Sixteen bracket. Uh, you know that they were, you know just surprised that they were still playing. Yeah. Um, that is kind of one More of the interesting so. things is that you see these guys that haven't played in a few years and they're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> they can still so. get it done too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of surprised me. But just like uh, playing against, you know, us losing to Syracuse, I haven't heard or seen about Dimendorf in I don't know how long. Yeah. And uh, you know, kid can still play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, listen, I've heard some birds in the background and some like chinging of glasses and stuff. Are you in one of these like classic outdoor Italian cafes? No, no, I'm, I'm a. Uh, it's actually inside, not outside. I'm just outside, outside right now. All right, it's nice out. Plan on going in after the conversation. All right, man. Well, enjoy your day. I really appreciate you joining us. And uh, what do we have to look forward to with Liberty Ballers this summer? You guys ready to make a deep run? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think we got a you know great advantage being in the being able to stay actually in the area, the Philly area, for the first round, second round. Um, so I guess we can look at it as kind of a home court advantage if we do. You think Jake's going to be able to pull some of these fans out to the games to come support you guys? Yeah, I definitely think so. I've already got some word from a lot some Siena fans who are already talking about making the trip because I think that uh, the word really is out about the tournament now and I think it's drawing that much more fans and and, uh, and viewers. That's great, man. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing you this summer. All right. Thanks again, Ronald. No problem. All right, bye-bye. Bye. bye.